Hello, good people. This is LaCole Rose. Thank you for joining Fret Sisters Presents Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play stringed instruments meet and discuss all things music. On today's podcast, we have one of the founders, Jenny Jam, who will be speaking to us today. She is a well-accomplished and real-respected guitarist. She is a self-taught musician who has a long career with recording artists such as Salt and Pepper, Quister Waters, High Five, Kiki Wyatt, Stevie Wonder, Erica Baidu, to name a few. Jenny Jam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great. I'm great. I do want to thank you for joining us today. And let's just kick this off at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. Tell the, <laughs> tell the people <laughs> your first guitar. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I should say this because it's a little embarrassing, but it was an acoustic that my mom got me. And it's like one of those things that you get at the mall, like the stores in the mall where they have it, you know, and it was like $70. Oh, wow. And it was all because I told her I, I, wanted, a, I wanted a guitar. So she was nice enough to even get me that. But this guitar was like so cheap. It had like an extra fret up at the nut. And, um, but like for me, it was like, it didn't, to me, it didn't matter. It was just a guitar only because I didn't know what, what a guitar really was all about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was my first, but my really first nice one, I guess would be, um, at the, uh, Fender Strat, um, oh, electric. Yeah. yeah. Where, um, where I actually put a, you know, put it on layaway and everything, um, to get it. So, and I still have it. Too. oh wow <laughs> yeah wow. it needs great. work needs work but <laughs> hey still yeah. keep it that is awesome yeah. so what was the artist or the artist uh that made you want to play guitar in the first place well um it was kind of weird because like my parents my family they're from ecuador so they listen to a lot of spanish music so i really got most of like my influences from my sisters because they listen to a lot of um a lot of rock um and a lot of like the old the old classic rock bands um so they listen to a lot of zeppelin beatles um black sabbath pink floyd and um yes so, yes, all the so they were yep and so they were playing the pink floyd album um which was the wall and that's a concept album so it had like all this music but it also had interludes in the middle and there was this one interlude that had a classical guitar piece in it and um and that's what got me when i heard that i was like oh my gosh i need to learn that song i don't know it just kind of sparked something in me and um and yeah and so that that's when i wanted to learn how to play and that's when my mom got me the guitar that's why she got me a guitar um because i made her do it (laughs) but um (laughs) but yeah yeah it was crazy um because i tried to teach myself that song all not even knowing what a guitar was that's yeah. great. Well, we're happy your mother did indeed get you that guitar. Now, I know, really. Age was this. What did you start actually playing and start, you know, the self-teaching yourself how to play? Well, um, I really didn't get full-on serious um, until I was in high school. Like, I was um, in my preteens. Um, I grew up in Jersey, and that's where I had my dreams. I was, like, I was dreaming of wanting to become a guitar guitarist. Um but when I moved down to DC, um, that's where I was pursuing a, an instructor and really just going in and learning, actually learning how to play and stuff. So it was about high school, high school year, end of high school years, you know, is when awesome. I first started playing. Oh, um, that's great. 
when I that knew knew I had to at least play something. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, were you playing at school at that time, or was this just you were just practicing in your room and just listening to music? It was yeah. It was more that you know I wasn't gigging at that time. I went to my lessons and uh, and practiced. And then, then I would go out with friends, and I would bring my my guitar with me, and, and I'd play for them. And you know, we kind of like play all the stuff that I knew that I was learning. So it was kind of like that at first, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like a high school thing. You know, after high school, you go bring your guitar, start jamming, that kind of thing. So when did you have your first gig? Was it in high school? Was it much after? No, it was it was after high school, pretty much. It was like. Pretty much a couple years, few years after I graduated, and um, the the way that I did it was I there was a ad in the paper for somebody putting a female band together, and that's where I was. <laughs> that's where I actually met a lot of the players, a lot of the female musicians in the area. But but pretty much that's how it was. It it was like getting together with these females and uh, and forming a group and going out and getting like getting gigs and everything. You know what we could, so it was a good learning experience, definitely. Oh wow! So yeah. that went from playing with friends and gigging. How did your first national or well-known gig or even tour even happen? How did that come about? Oh my gosh, that was crazy. I mean, I always tell people that I was like at the right place at the right time, and this was in the '90s.、Um, to go back where I was. You know, starting out, and you know, and I landed a national gig. I was playing with a female go-go group called Pleasure. I just started started with them, and we were playing around the city, pretty much. And if you, and it's go-go, it's go-go music. It's a DC thing. So, oh yes.、Um, you know, if you know if if you don't know, then check it out.、Um, Chuck Brown. Yep, <laughs> Chuck Brown. Yep, Rare Essence, EU. Junkyard. I mean, those—they're the—they're the classic bands, right? So we,、um, so there was a the female band Pleasure, which is pretty well known too.、Um, a lot of people, I guess, who know go-go music, know that Pleasure was like the first female band. So what happened is the rise of popularity, you know, really hit us, which was cool, and、um, and we were doing venues where rap art. We were opening up for rap artists, so we were doing、oh, wow. big shows. In the air, in the DC area, and so a lot of these、um, these shows, these rap artists would come down, mostly from New York. It was mostly the New York crew. That's where a lot of those those hip hop artists and rappers would go back up to New York and talk about us. And Salt and Pepper like put、um, put put out an album then, where they had a song that talked about an all female band. So they were thinking they're going they they were going to promote that album and what they wanted was to have an all female band behind them. So while the the producer Herbie was looking for a female band, he heard about us because you know everybody up there was talking about us in New York. So yeah, he、awesome. came down, yeah, he came down, saw us. We had a manager and stuff, and of course the manager was like, you know, give me all this money, you know, that kind of thing. So he、yeah. went around, he went around the manager and got to、um, the the keyboard player and the drummer of the group that I was in, and said, I want to take you guys out on tour, but I can't take you with your manager. 
so we all had a meeting and it was like okay so I want to take you guys so whoever wants to go and I was like I'm there <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like you know you're young do you stay in DC and be loyal <laughs> or do you run off and go out on tour and I'm exactly. like I'm like I'm doing that take me so, I'll go <laughs> yep so we um we hopped on with him and um and from there it was just a ride like we did we we were all we were flown up to New York did a did a lot of things we went to parties we did music videos with Salt and Pepper you know to promote some of the new stuff i guess from this album their singles coming out and then we landed tours we were doing um we went to Europe Japan oh, wow. all over the US we even went to Brunei to um do a, a command performance for the sultan it was actually the I the think sultan the, Yeah, the Sultan of Brunei. Wow. We went out there. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just the, an experience of my life, and we were with them for about three years. You know, it was on and off touring, but that's that's what I did was basically do that, and then um, and then that's where we landed other gigs, where we played for High Five. And we did our like we did the Arsenio Hall show. So all like <laughs> the older people that know yes. Arsenio back then in the '90s, I did two shows, two TV shows with them. One with Salt and Pepper, one with High Five. We, you know, Sisters in the Name of Rap. I did that with Salt and Pepper What? and High Five. And then Crystal Waters pretty much grabbed the same unit, and we did a tour up and down the East Coast. So pretty much for like four years, I guess in the 90s um that's what i did basically oh, and wow. it was just like the it was the best experience of my life it was hard and it wasn't like i was always you know it wasn't like it was an easy thing or it was i mean it was a job and it mm -hmm. was tough at times but i will say that that i was um so honored that i actually did something like that and blessed that i did it and um but it was also a time where there was really female musicians weren't really known a lot back then or really the time was a little different so i could say that we were the first female band that actually went out on tour i can say that because i can't really That's think amazing. of any any full female band to actually back up an artist now i know there were female bands back then you know like in rock and funk and everything like that but a female band being hired to mm -hmm. perform behind an artist to, to you know you see that you see that a lot now um oh yeah but back then we were the only ones yeah so, so yeah Beyonce's crew and all that but you're one of the pioneers really kicked yeah, that off yeah we were the one we were, we were the ones that that actually did it and um that started it really i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know but i'm like no we were <laughs> because <laughs> people would scrutinize so that's the thing is that because we were the first or the you know at least brand new in that field we were scrutinized a lot and i'm telling you there were so many haters so that's why i'm saying you know with me it was a great experience but i also learned a lot and saw a lot and that gave me a lot of thick skin so it was you know it was that yes. kind of thing i mean it was hurtful sometimes you know it wasn't it wasn't fun at at times you know with um with just the backlash that you would get from you know certain people or male musicians or just oh, yeah, anybody sure. it couldn't even but yeah so i mean i have my stories that i would always share to certain people that want to mm -hmm. hear you know or that whatever but yeah I mean, it was fun. I'm definitely. But that's something definitely. that you know that people need to hear. 
yeah the young people the young women coming up maybe you can give them this thing get some idea of what it's like people may think it's all fun you just go you play you know you laugh and you go to the next gig and it's not like there's actual work that you have to do to go on tour oh yeah yeah i i know yeah it's it is work it's you know yeah you're touring you're you know you're traveling and you're seeing new things but i mean it's a rough life i mean you got to love the road to be able to go out on tour and deal and be out for like like a month and live on a bus or live in hotels that's just something some people can't handle that um some people can some people may get too crazy or some people might take be overly happy about it that yeah. I, you know so yeah it's just it's just the whole thing about touring and how it you have to treat it like a job you can't think it's all fun and games you know because you'll get fired that's a thing <laughs> stuff yes. like that you'll get fired yes. <laughs> you know it, it doesn't matter job. and and it and i think it's it's even true today like i think um this time is a different time but it's still the same thing you know no matter what i mean you're working it's not it's not a luxury thing it's not a vacation it's a it's a great job though it's yeah. it's like a, a definitely a job that anybody would want but you know you still have to work you really have to love your instrument and love you know the grind and working you can't just go into this whole hard like oh i'm going to go on tour and expect it to work out <laughs> you have yeah. to mm-hmm. really yep. dig in so yeah that's great that's great so as far as the younger musicians you say it's a different time you know there are more female musicians coming out do you think mm-hmm. it's easier for today's musicians female musicians now than it was back then or is about the same well i think it's i mean i can only say it's easier for female musicians for recognition to be recognized i still think the hard work of, and the passion is still the same you have to be able you have to have the passion and the drive and the skill like you have to want to be good you can't just say oh i'm i'm a female musician i'm going to dress up sexy or whatever and yeah. but i can't really play you know <laughs> but i'm still going to get that job <laughs> yeah i mean i i think that today today yes it's a lot easier to get recognized if you really market yourself well and really know how to put yourself out there but um but it's still the same hard work just like how it was back then back then where when when i was touring it was a little bit harder because we didn't have the platforms like mm-hmm. like there is now instagram you know youtube maybe facebook um i don't really see facebook as being really a platform <laughs> but more like you know because, i mean it is like in a community like it's a little bit mm-hmm. it's a little bit um more of a community in facebook but i think like youtube and instagram, instagram. You it's know, more it's for not, the music. It's more to get your face out there. And yeah, you there. you can definitely get recognized if you know how to use it. You know, where mm-hmm. back then we didn't have those tools. It was more word of mouth. So when it came to word of mouth, you have to be. You had to be in that click. So like how we got the f- high five gig when we were in Salt and Pepper. It was a musician that toured with us in Europe that knew about us, and he had my number. So he called me up and he said. High Five is looking for you guys. They want to hire you. So, they're looking for a female band and they want you because High Five was actually on tour with us in in the tour of um artists in Europe and Europe, I think, or in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Europe. They were touring with us and they they were playing on tracks cuz they just start they were just starting out and they um they saw us and they're like, "We want a female band. We want a female band." 
So that's when the guy called me up and said, High Five's looking for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I let everybody know, hey, High Five's looking for us. So that's how we got in touch with them. So that, you know, it wasn't like YouTube or anything like that. It was more word exactly. of mouth. So it was just kind of like that thing, like a click. It's who you who you knew, kind of like, oh yeah, um, I saw you perform. I want to hire you kind of thing. But now it's more like- yeah, It's definitely who you know. Yeah, it's still the same this way. You know, it's you have those contacts, you keep those contacts. But if they if they see you, if somebody outside that doesn't know you sees you on YouTube or Instagram or or sees your video doing a a backing track thing or or on stage or something, they're gonna be like, oh yeah. And plus, there's so much yeah. more. There's so much more out there, like the Fret Sisters, where we're exposing you. Woo! So you know, that's <laughs> that's the expo. You know, it's the exposure. I guess that's the word I was trying to look for. Is the exposure is much yes. more valuable today and much you know much more available to an artist or to an upcoming guitarist or musician or whatever than it was back then yeah, back then it was, it was more word of mouth yeah mm -hmm. simple hashtag can get you in front of millions of eyes you know yep yep and and not only mm -hmm. do you have to have the skill level you have to have the character you have to be just generally a good person too that mm -hmm. also will keep you a gig yep exactly <laughs> so, you know yeah yep that's definitely. i mean so yeah go i ahead. mean that that's the same thing back then that's the same thing now i mean you could be really good but you have to have that you know having a good attitude and um and doing your homework and being up on if you play for an artist making sure you know their stuff um you know it's just it's just like a job Yes, yes. Being genuine and good person gets you a long way as well. Now, mm -hmm. what are you working on now? Are you doing any gigs now or are you touring, doing anything right now? Um, right now, I play um, I play a lot locally um, in D.C. with my band, um, my main band, Pebble to Pearl. It's P-E-B-B-L yes. Pebble to Pearl. T-O. Um, awesome. And, um, and we <laughs> perform a lot around the city. I mean, we do a lot of gigs. I also do a lot of off gigs with local artists or I might awesome. you know get called in to do sometimes a lot of artists come through the city um, a lot of national artists come through the city and I'll get a call to be like hey they need a guitarist for like from like the MD or something so sometimes I'll have yes. those type of gigs which it which is nice to have you know and um and then I play with some local artists and um a couple jazz you know kind of like one-off jazz jazz gigs and stuff with other groups, but my main act is is um, Pebble to Pearl, and that's more rock funk. We have originals and we do covers and stuff like that. So I have that, and then I have a single coming out um, that should be coming out. Awesome! Yeah, so kind of finalizing all that. So I'll have that come out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we'll definitely look forward to that. That is Jenny Jam. It's with the G, correct? So people definitely yeah. know how to find it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. So is there anything else you have going on or want to tell the people that you're working on or doing or how to look you up? Um, well, you can definitely look me up on Instagram. Um, it's Jenny Jam. It's G, like Gary, um, E-N-N-Y, J-A-M. That's Jenny Jam. It's with a G because my name's Genevieve, not Jennifer. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, so G, use that G, don't use that J. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, but that you can um, look me up on Instagram, and my YouTube is also YouTube.com/slash/JennyJam. So, um, so you could see some of my work, some of the stuff that I do, 
um, on the regular. But yes, that's how you can get in touch with me. Awesome, awesome. Well, we want to thank Jenny Jam for taking the time to talk to us today, one of the founders of the Fret Sisters. We thank you so much for coming in. And, and thank again, you. Look out for, you're very welcome. Again, look out for her <laughs> single coming out. Follow her on all her social media outlets. Follow the Fret Sisters. And don't forget to hashtag so you can be featured um, on our site as well, on our IG page. So again, we thank you for joining us on Between Frets. We want you all have a good night. And thank you again. Later. Later. What is good, everybody? This is Sean, Shawnee, Sean Marshall from Fret Sisters. Make sure you follow us on social media and IG, Fret Sisters, and like us on Facebook with Fret Sisters 1. You will catch up with us behind the scenes, get all the tea on what us founders are doing individually outside of Fret Sisters. Thank you.